It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, welcome to the COB from Ausbiz. I'm Gemma Acton and I'm here with David Scott or Scotty to many of you. Uh, we had a pretty uh, buoyant end to the week after a rabid sell-off yesterday, down to and a half percent yesterday, and then a positive close today. Yeah, I managed to call back about half the losses of yesterday. I'm not sure how much we can read into it being the uh, end of, uh, you know, towards the end of the financial year, uh, end of the quarter, obviously, as well. Uh, we saw a big rally in the banks overnight, which were driven by US factors. Uh, they have since reversed after we saw some results come through from the Fed stress testing. Uh, we've seen after hours those banks have fallen, yet our banks have gone on with the move. Uh, it reeks of a very, very light trading session in terms of volumes, uh, obviously. Buyer beware, but it's been a strong end to the week, yet I think we still finished a little bit down overall. Next week, not only have we got our eye on the markets, so we're heading to the end of the financial year, but there's a raft of data out. Among that, retail sales on Friday. Now, it's a little different to normal times because recently we've been getting credit and debit card spending data from the big banks every week. So we have some sense of what's going on. Mm. And I think some people have been surprised about how much it's been holding up. But David, you're not convinced that uh, all that glitters is gold. No, I've been going down this path for a little bit, but uh, there's something in particular that I read from JP Morgan, which has solidified my view that the early access to superannuation has been a massive factor. Not only what we saw in the preliminary retail sales report for May, which was released a couple of weeks ago, which showed the biggest increase on record, but the raft of you know, very positive trading updates we're seeing from Australia's listed retailers. Uh, so JP Morgan's come out and they've basically analyzed and they said around $15 billion has been accessed in early superannuation. That started flowing from the end of very end of April. Now you look at a lot of these uh, reports that have come through when the pickup occurred in spending. Uh, surprise enough, it was in from the start of early, uh, early May that this pickup came. Now when you talk about 15 billion, put into context, prior to when the pandemic arrived, retail sales in Australia are about $27 billion a month. So 15 billion is a big chunk. It gives you an indication of what we're looking at. Uh, so putting all the pieces together, uh, I suspect that that's giving us a temporary fillip of uh, what's going on, uh, giving you basically a false dawn that the, uh, the sector is coast clear after some very tough years. But yes, we're gonna go have another raft of early access requests that are gonna come through from the start of next month. That's obviously allowed for people who are eligible. But I do wonder whether there's still too much optimism around retail. It just doesn't fit with everything else. We've seen record high underutilization in Australia, yet we're seeing record high retail sales spending. Now, they don't marry up. I've got to say that I much more suspect that what will happen, the economy will win out. So I think there's going to be some tough days ahead, even though we've seen some pretty good results recently. When you look at what people are spending on as well, it's a lot of um, items which you buy as a one-off. Mm. We've all been making our homes and gardens look nicer, but you don't go on improving your home and garden forever, particularly during a difficult economy. Yeah, demand is being brought forward and that's going to be the net effect. So obviously that'll be welcome, given what we're probably likely looking at for the June quarter results of GDP. 
Uh, but it's just dragging forward that demand. So we'll probably see another bit of that happening in the uh, September quarter when the new early release comes. We're not sure how much it's going to be, of course, but given what we're seeing in the first round, it's likely to be quite substantial. So well, I don't want to be Debbie Downer and the like. But, no, you don't do. But yeah. uh, no, I just... I, even before this crisis hit, the retail sector was struggling. We we're talking about a raft of various you know, chains that had gone under. Uh, I would be very cautious about you know, extrapolating what we're seeing from recent trends into a longer term investment environment. No, but to leave this conversation on a more positive note, I think a lot of companies have sped up their online e-commerce uh, platforms and operations, which uh, should bode well in the longer term. For Un undoubtedly. And I've been contributing to that trend, uh, trend shift, <laughs> as uh, Nadine said on air earlier this week. I've uh, sprucing myself up my wardrobe a little bit, and uh, some of that has been involved. What a shame. This is a podcast. We can't see that. Let's oh, well. turn to another sector that, uh, that has also been in the news a lot this week, and that's the travel sector. Another bad day today for the travel sector. They were the market laggards yesterday, and today Qantas led the way lower. Yeah. Obviously, they've got their equity raising away. Uh, Deep discounted, uh, well supported from institutional investors. It will tie them over for a period of time. But you have to wonder how long uh, we're going to go and, and stay in this environment where you can still hold hope for the sector. There's so much uncertainty when it comes to international travel in particular. You know, as we were going to air to our last show today, Gemma, uh, there was headlines coming out that the US recorded their largest daily increase in virus cases ever. Uh, so that gives you some insight. Forget what was happening in, uh, in New York City and the like. You know, a few months back, this is here and now. And obviously, when you've had that sort of figures coming out, uh, it's deeply concerning for international travel. You bring it back home as well in Australia, what's going on in Melbourne in particular. Obviously, it's not to anywhere near that scale, but it is concerning. Uh, will that go and delay the opening of, of state borders and the like? That's not what is required for the travel sector, unfortunately. I was reading terrible figures out of IATA, actually. I read them yesterday, but they were written almost a month ago saying they expected around 50% of the world's airlines to collapse. And as you mentioned, that was before the, the case situation got even worse. But Qantas is our stock of the day today. So let's check in and hear what some of our analysts had to say about it. Let's listen to Adam Dawes from Shoreham Partners, his take first. Look, do I think Qantas is, is going to survive? Yes, it will. They raised a lot of money there and they've got a $500 million SBP as well for shareholders. I, I think it will see some weakness until it touches around that 365 level. That generally, that's what happens with placements. They usually focus down, down to that sort of placement price and then potentially we should go higher. But even today with Virgin's announcement, it's not really good for Qantas because right. private equity are going to strip Virgin to the bone. They're going to discount everything and then Qantas is going to have to follow with those discounts which okay. is going to make it harder for their business as well. So, look, it's a, it's a space I really don't like and yep. I'm really not interested in sort of getting clients into that area, but I think it's a good trade for those people that take up the SPP. I mean, I'm with Adam. I don't like airlines in general. It's interesting, though, like that capital raising, um, it's only two months ago that they came out and said, look, everything's fine, we've mm. raised a whole heap of debt, and then here we are two months later and mm. all of a sudden we need $1.9 billion dollars so, yeah, I mean, if anyone's going to do it, it's Alan Joyce. You know, he certainly is the turnaround expert. He's done it once before. Mm. My, uh, my money would be on him. But, uh, yeah, would I be putting new clients into Qantas? I would not. And that was Andy Belland from Dawnbush Partners wrapping up his views on Qantas. Well, it was a busy week this week, mostly because of news in the travel world. But next week, there's a stream of data before we close out the financial year. What have you got your eye on beyond retail sales, Scotty? Beyond retail sales, I think most of the attention is going to be overseas. In the States, we have uh, non-farm payrolls on Thursday. Uh, we get uh, the uh, 
Independence Day holiday in the US on Friday, so they'll be off for them. Lucky them. Uh, so payrolls will be the big one. Uh, we also have uh, Steve Mnuchin, the uh, you know, Treasury Secretary, who's going to be uh, speaking in front of Congress alongside uh, Jerome Powell from the Fed. So two massive speakers. Uh, the markets have tended to go and rally preemptively ahead of any uh, appearance from those gentlemen when it comes to you know, discussions of stimulus and the like. So it's a nice will... burst before the end of our financial year. Well, look, it could be a, an absolute uh, no, bright spark to the, uh, to the end of the financial year. Take us into uh, to FY21 on a, on a positive note. But obviously, we'll have to go and wait and see what they have to go and say. But they are the big standout events. But, of course, you can't go past as well what's going on with the coronavirus. I'm sure that we've seen this week uh, there's been increased cases, increased concern. Uh, if those trends persist, then it could be extremely volatile to go and end out the financial year. So a busy week ahead. We all need our weekends to prepare for that. Um, before we wish you a wonderful weekend, just might remind you that as we're not in, of course, everything that you may have missed this week is on our app. So please check it out and see some of the highlights from the week. But uh, in the meantime, I wish you a wonderful weekend and thank you for joining AusBiz this week. We'll see you on Monday.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.